Welcome to Travels in a Mathematical World, a podcast from the Institute of Mathematics and its Applications, the IMA. This is episode 11. All palindromic numbers, that is, numbers that remain the same when their digits are reversed, all palindromic numbers with an even number of digits are divisible by 11. This week on the podcast is Maths History Week, and we have a contribution from Nolan Bradshaw of the University of Greenwich, who is going to tell us about Euler. Euler is arguably one of the greatest mathematicians that ever lived. He was born in 1707 in Switzerland. We will see that his mathematical activities covered a number of different and varied areas, including number theory, geometry, infinite series, calculus, astronomy and logarithms. His father, Paul Euler, was a well-educated man, and had probably taught his son some elementary mathematics, as the school that Euler first attended is reported not to have taught the subject at all. It was common at that time to want one's sons to enter the church as a profession, and this is what Paul Euler had envisaged for his son. So in order to fulfil this expectation, Leonard Euler enrolled at the University of Basel at the age of 14, to begin the rest of his education. The university education was a general one, and Euler was fortunate to be taught mathematics by a certain Johann Bernoulli. Eventually, Bernoulli recognised Euler's talent, and this is what Euler himself writes. I soon found an opportunity to be introduced to a famous professor, Johann Bernoulli. True, he was very busy, and so refused flatly to give me private lessons. But he gave me much more valuable advice to start reading more difficult mathematical books on my own, and to study them as diligently as I could. If I came across some obstacle or difficulty, I was given permission to visit him freely every Sunday afternoon, and he kindly explained to me everything that I could not understand. After Euler finished his Masters in Philosophy in 1723, he persuaded his father to allow him to change to mathematics. This led to him being tutored by Bernoulli, who interestingly had been a contemporary of Euler's father Paul. During this time he began publishing various papers and soon became highly thought of. In 1727, he was offered work in St. Petersburg, Russia. There he lived with his tutor's brother, Daniel Bernoulli. He got married in 1734 and had 13 children. Apparently, he is reported as claiming that he made his greatest mathematical discoveries whilst holding a baby with children playing at his feet. Shortly after moving to Russia, he developed eyesight problems. This eventually left him blind as the result of a cataract operation much later in 1772. In 1742, Euler went to Berlin to become the director of mathematics in the Berlin Academy. He did the most amazing amount of work, which is reported in the Directory of Scientific Biography as follows. He supervised the observatory and the botanical gardens. He selected the personnel, oversaw various financial matters, and in particular managed the publication of various calendars and geographical maps. 
the sale of which was a source of income for the academy. The king also charged Euler with practical problems, such as the project in 1749 of correcting the level of the Fino Canal. At that time, he also supervised the work on pumps and pipes of the hydraulic system at Sans Souci, the royal summer residence. We also know that as well as this, he was also an advisor on state lotteries, insurance, and pensions. And this was on top of all his academic studies and responsibilities, which you can be sure produced a significant number of scientific papers. In 1766, he went back to St. Petersburg, where he remained until he died in 1783. So what did Euler do that was so amazing during his life? I think what separates Euler from other mathematicians is the enormous number of discoveries he made in a very wide number of areas. I will mention a few of them, but there are many others, and some you might know about already. In number theory, Euler proved a number of Fermat's theorems and amazingly found a counterexample to one of Fermat's conjectures regarding what we now call Fermat numbers. The conjecture said that the numbers, and you might like to write this down, 2 to the power of n plus 1 were always prime if n is a power of 2. Euler verified this for the values n equals 1, 2, 4, 8 and 16, i.e. when n is 2 to the power of 1, 2, 3, 4. So, an example. When n equals 2 to the power of 2, we have 2 to the power of 4 plus 1 equals 17, and that is prime. But Euler showed that when n was 32, so when n was 2 to the 5, so you get 2 to the power of 32 plus 1 equals a very large number that I'm not even going to attempt to say, but you can do that on your calculator. That number is divisible by 641 and so is not prime. Now this seems to me quite an amazing calculation for him to have done without the aid of a calculator. And not only that, he went on to provide a proof that this was the case. Other substantial results of his at this time include a lot of work on infinite series, but this is rather too complicated to explain without the aid of pen and paper. In terms of mathematical analysis, Euler proceeded to define the rigours of calculus in terms of functions rather than geometry, as had been done before by Newton and Leibniz. This also included studies of differential equations and ways of finding approximate solutions to problems such as finite differences and numerical methods for integration. In 1736, Euler published Mechanica, which provided a major advance in mathematics. As one scholar writes in the Dictionary of Scientific Biography, the distinguishing feature of Euler's investigations in mechanics as compared to those of his predecessors is the systematic and successful application of analysis. Previously, the methods of mechanics had been mostly synthetic and geometrical. 
They demanded, too, an individual approach to separate problems. Euler was the first to appreciate the importance of introducing uniform analytical methods into mechanics, thus enabling its problems to be solved in a clear and direct way. Euler also published on the theory of music, in which he tried to make music part of mathematics and deduce in an orderly manner from correct principles everything which can make a fitting together and mingling of tones pleasing. However, according to one biography of Euler, the work was, for musicians too advanced in its mathematics and for mathematicians too musical. Lastly, a well-known problem that was solved by Euler is known as the Konigsberg Bridge Problem, but I will leave you to find out about that for yourselves. Okay, I hope you enjoyed listening to that. After this episode, we're going to take a break for Christmas and New Year. Here's a little puzzle for you to consider over the Christmas break. The episode number result this week was that all palindromic numbers with an even number of digits are divisible by 11. This is episode 11. Palindromic numbers remain the same when their digits are reversed. You can make palindromic numbers by taking a number, reversing its digits, and adding these two numbers together, then repeating this until you get a palindromic number. For example, take 92. Add 92 to 29, and you get 121, which is a palindrome. Some numbers need more than one step. For example, take 94. Add this to 49 and you get 143. Add this to 341, and you get 484, which is a palindrome. Try it. How many steps does it take for each of the rest of the 90s? 95 through to 99. Try it for other numbers, although I wouldn't recommend trying it for 196. Find out why not, and a lot more about palindromes, by visiting the website and checking out the show notes at www travelsinamathematicalworld.co.uk Thank you for listening and Merry Christmas.